rejoice. We rejoice. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We worship you, Jesus. We declare that your word is bigger than our circumstances, bigger than the issues of life. And we come boldly to your throne room so that we may be empowered by your word. And everybody said, Amen, Amen. You may be seated. Isn't God a good God? He's good all the time, not part-time. Not, you know, He's good all the time. doesn't matter where you've started or how you've started or where you're going in your life. I don't even know if you just stick with Jesus, you're always going to come out ahead. You're always gonna, I said you're always going to come out ahead. Sometimes I feel like, uh, what's that, that uh, foghorn leghorn? I said, I said, son, sometimes you're going to end up ahead if you just use your head. Come on. Use your head and follow Jesus, and you and you and you won't be in trouble. Right. Too many people, too many folks get themselves in trouble because they ain't trusting Jesus like they used to. Yeah. You know, they, they start hot for God, they start trusting Jesus, and God does all this stuff, and He moves on their life, and then and then you gotta be careful. The Bible always talks about you know here you are doing all this stuff, and then you forget all that God has done to prosper you. Right. Why? Because you're comfortable. Yeah. You're comfortable, and God don't want you to be comfortable. You hear what I'm saying? God, everyone, everyone thinks that people, God's just going to lead you. Everything's just going to be, you know, just, just going to walk through a, a flowery bed of ease. You know, you ain't nothing ever going to be hard. No, things are going to get challenged you. But how many of you know when you have Jesus on the inside of you, you're always going to get to the other side. That's right. And part of what we preach is about staying on the other side. It's about yeah. progressing. Yeah, come on. About making movement. Why? Because faith makes movement. That's right. Amen. And I'm not they go, Pastor, I thought this wasn't going to be a faith message. Well, it's a faith message. It's always a faith message here at the River Church. Because anytime we talk about how you're talking, how many of you know it, it can it can do one of two things. It's going to either ruffle some feathers, it's going to challenge. And here's like I said, you know, God God is in the miracle challenging business. Go to the other side. Go part he parts the Red Sea. Walk through this. Red Sea, Red Seas aren't supposed to part, and you're just tripping. We're like, there's seas. They've been parted for me. And next thing you know, you see, you see, you see all the miracles, and then you start, you got, you stop and think, well, did I, did I really see that? Did I really experience in that? Yeah, you really did. You really experienced a lot of great things. Yeah. But guess what? God didn't just start there just to leave you there. He did right. something so He can get you to the other side. There's always so much more to God's plan than just you. Yeah, that's right. It's about you and your kids. It's about the generations that will be affected by your testimony. I'm grateful for the Amy Simple McPhersons. I'm grateful for the, for the John G. Lakes. I'm grateful for the, uh, for the Smith Wigglesworth. I, I'm, I'm grateful for the people that made the sacrifices. I'm, gra- I'm grateful for the people that pressed through the other side. I'm grateful for the Maria Edward Ethers who, who got delivered from drugs and, got, and became a great woman of God. I'm grateful for Pastor Nancy. I'm grateful for, for all those great ministers who lay down their lives. Why? So they can make a sacrifice and make a difference in our lives to this very day. And how many know we're going from generation? Like I said, it's not about just you. It's about your kids. It's about their kids and the kids after them. Always bigger than you. I mean, and and, and what are we doing? We're a generational church. We're not going to just put one one leave one fingerprint and leave it there. No, we're 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 pushing on and we're moving on. Amen. So this morning is Sunday. uh, Is saying Sunday. Boy, you ought to be excited about saying Sunday. Because this is where we press into the vision that God placed for your life. You press into the vision for what God has for our lives as a church. Like I said, it's not just about the church. It's also about you. It's about your little ones. Let's open our Bibles this morning over to Matthew chapter 18. <laughs> now let's just turn to Isaiah 19, oh, 119. Let's open our Bibles at Isaiah 119. 
But I will say this, and, and prefacing before I teach, even though I will quote Matthew 18, 16, that every scripture that states that comes out of our mouth, let it be established out of the mouth of two or more witnesses. Okay, so we're not going to just give you one witness about the importance of your words. We're going to give you multiple witnesses. Because your words matter. Some folks don't think words matter, but they do matter. You look in the big picture, in the grand scheme, and what God has been trying to do, he's always trying to get in the mouth of his people. He does. He tries to get, he, what is he trying to get in your mouth? His words in your mouth. Because your words in his mouth gives you authority to speak to mountains. Your words in authority can cast out devils. Your, word, your words can, in agreement with God, can do a lot of great and mighty things. But they don't do nothing if they just sit there just doing nothing. You got 12 hours of TV, you're watching The Price is Right, you're watching as the stomach turns, you, you know, you're, you're, you're watching all these things and you're wasting time in front of the, the, the one-eyed monster. I'm telling you, these things will not help you. Yeah. They will leave you dry. They will, all, sure, they may numb you and, and you'll forget about all the problems that are around you, but the problems are still there. Yeah. Yeah. They don't change. The marriage doesn't change until you make a change. Until you start speaking about differently about your wife, and start speaking differently of it, that's that's not just old Jessica. That's the old lady. That's not the old lady. That's just not the old man anymore. Right. We don't we don't refer to one another as that. Right. I have a young, vivacious, beautiful wife. Don't you be checking her out. <laughs> She's mine. She can't be yours. We don't covet another man's. You hear what I'm saying? In Romans ten eighteen, it says, "And the word is in." Let's open our Bible. I apologize. I'm going to be. Uh, I'm a little. I'm so juiced up right now. I'm just about ready to preach at you. I'm telling. You, I'm pumped in like a, like a like a pit bull on a cat on a Sunday morning. Let's open our Bibles in Romans chapter. But keep your finger over there in Isaiah because we will turn back there. Romans chapter says, "The word is in your is in thee. The word is in thee. What word is in you? The word that you sowed in your heart with the word. When you read the Bible and you open up your Bible, the word goes in your heart. Now it's in you." Now it says it's even in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. Come on, that's what, that's what Romans 10, 18, 8, 10, 8 says. That word of faith, that, that faith that we preach about, it's, it's here. It comes out of the Bible and it should be coming out of your mouth. It says the word is nigh thee, even in your mouth. What does it say? It's in thy heart. So it needs to be planted in your heart and it needs to be pumping out your mouth. You hear what I'm saying? In order for the word of God to work for you, it must be in your mouth and in your heart. Now, it is just in your mouth and not in your heart, it won't work. People often say because they hear someone else say them, or because someone tells them to say them, you can make all kinds of confessions. But if you don't believe in your heart what you're saying, it won't work. On the other hand, you can believe the word in your heart, but if you don't say it in your mouth, it won't work either. Come on, it goes both ways. And I love what the scripture said. Pastor Molina used this. I said, I want to use this. Huh? I just, she, just, she just quoted it just in passing the other day. And I said, oh, I'm going to write that down real fast. Job 22, 28 says, Thou shalt also decree a thing, and it shall be established unto thee, and thy light shall shine upon thy ways. Oh, how powerful. God is telling you how powerful are the words that come out of your mouth. That's right. They will either condemn you or they will justify you. They will either make you or break you. Yeah. Oh, this situation is hopeless. You'll continue to have hopeless situation. No, this situation's turning around for the better and the, for the glory of God. That's right. 
No, my kids are healed. No, my husband's delivered. My wife's delivered. I thank you, Father. They like me at my employment. I thank you, Father, that, that every situation is subject to, ch to change at my workplace. I thank you, Father God, that not only that, but greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I thank you, Father, I'm full of faith, and wherever I'm at, things change. See, see how the, the mouth begins to speak? And when you start speaking that way, your life will start changing that way. Oh, I'm hungry. No, I'm hungry for the things of God. Every time the church door is open, it's my highlight of my week. Wednesday night's a highlight. Sunday's a highlight. Boy, I just tell you, you just start talking different things, start, take, start take changing. That's right. No, I'm hungry for the things of God. Yeah. I'm so hungry. Yeah. And those who, 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 who hunger and thirst after righteousness, they shall be filled. Yeah. How glorious is that? Yeah. How glorious is God that God would just give you his word and say, if you're hungry and thirsty, you will be filled. That means you don't have to live dry. That means you don't have to. You, you can live wet on the inside, full of the glory of God. Yes. Come on. Full of the glory. Chock full of the glory. Come on. Are you still in Isaiah? Thank bless God. I'm sure you are because you left your finger there. Amen. Isaiah chapter 1, verse 19. says, if you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. But if you refuse and rebel, you shall be devoured by the sword. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken it. Boy, I tell you what. When I found out there were things in my life I needed to change, how many of you know, I struggled. Come on, life is hard with no direction. I'm so glad the Word instructs us on what we need in our lives to make it better. Yeah. He, he gives you instructions. Yeah. Isn't that what he says over in Deuteronomy? Uh, he, he talks over in Deuteronomy because I've given you before you set life and death before you. Then he, he's, he, I gave you a choice. Yeah. So therefore choose life. Then he says, like, he, then he gives you the answer. You don't have to give the answer. Yeah. You know, how, you, know you, you, you see some folks, they play the game, they get the best prize, and you know it's the best prize, but there's two, a curtain two and three. And rather than stick with what they got, they try to choose two and three, and one of them is death, right? Stick with what God gives you. Stick to what he has for you. See, so if he's given you life, choose that. Choose that life. Choose the better life. And so guess what? Your choice. Yeah. It's your choice whether or not you're going to follow God. Yeah. It's your choice whether you're going to start speaking right. That's it's right. your. It's all your choice. Yeah. He's not going to override your choice. He's, he's not. He's not a harsh dictator. That's right. He's, he's not one of those people that are going to try to censor you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? God, God will let you have what you say. Yeah. He'll let you say what you want to say. That's right. He's not an oppressor. He's not. He's not some some person that's going to censor you. No. He he's going to let you have what you say. And guess what? He will give you exactly what you say. And if you decide to make a choice for the, for the wrong path, he'll let you have that. But he's not going to tell you which way to go. He's just going to say, you have a choice to choose life. Yeah. Every day is a, is, a, is, a, is a life choice. Yeah. Every day is a life choice. I'm choosing God. From now on, then this early in the morning, I'm going to feed my, feed my eye gates, feed my spirit gates, so that way I can grow and be productive of the things of God. I declare that I'm going to say the right things, speak the right things. And if I've been talking horrible, if I've been saying negative things to my spouse, I'm going to turn that, I'm going to turn that, turn that organization around. I'm going to start speaking kindly to my spouse. I'm going to start speaking kindly to my kids. I'm going to start being a better employee and work better with others. Amen? It, why, why? Because those are the things that we need to do. Yeah. Come on, we need, to, we need to change things. Amen? I need to have compassion for people who do it their own way. Bless their pointed head. Why? Because I used to be that dumb. Come on, I was used to be that dumb. I used to say what I wanted. I speak what I wanted to say, thinking, "Oh, what, what, what do people know? That that that, that stuff don't make." And then you start having what that what you say, and then the negative side, boy, you start turning. Well, maybe I need to start changing some things. Yeah. Oh, boy, I tell you, you start suffering for a long time, and oh, this is never going to change. Oh, this this is never going to get better. You're going to continue to have exactly that. Yeah, that's right. You will continue to have exactly what you say. That's right. And thank God, I just finally decided I get to get out of the rain. Yeah. 
Come on, you just sometimes just gonna be smart enough just to get out up from under the rain. You say, I'm gonna get under the, I'm gonna under the umbrella and the and the covering of the Lord. Come on, because under his under his wings, under his shadow of his wings, there is protection. Under the shadow of his wings is the glory. Under the shadow of his wings is his presence. And I and I can't afford not to have his presence. You can't afford not to have his presence. Like I said, you may be smarter than me. Maybe some of you caught on a lot quicker. But how many of you know? The more you let his word sink in your heart, and the more you decide to speak and say the more you will begin to have exactly what it is that you say you will have it you will have it you will have it come on did you hear what i'm saying to you this morning one thing is one thing is i don't know is i you got one thing i want you to know is you need to be interested that's right now like i said i was slow i didn't know how to be trained you hear what I'm saying? I didn't know I needed to be trained, but thank God people spoke to my life said, hey, you need to get planted into the Word of God yeah. so that you can learn to be trained. Yeah. You hear what I'm saying? You, you, when, you get, when you get hired into a job, what's the first thing they begin to do? Train you. Yeah. Train you. Why? Because you need training. That's right. You got to learn how they do it. And then once you learn what they're doing, then maybe you, you, the Lord can speak to you and show you how to maybe make a couple modifications. Amen. But until then, you, before you learn what the Lord says to you, you got to learn how to do it the way the Lord tells you to do it the first place. Right. Come up. Do you hear what I'm saying, church? Yeah. Yeah, right. It's always important to just do what God tells you to do. Amen. Right. And how many of you know that life got better because I became interested? Yeah. When I got interested in willing. Boy, it's not enough just to be interested. You got to be willing to do it. You got to be willing to do the work. You got to be willing to start talking different. Yeah. You just got to make yourself willing. Mm-hmm. You know, I suffered because I wasn't willing. Uh-huh. I began to learn things that would really help change my life. I realized I didn't have to change. I didn't have to live the same way anymore. Right. When you start understanding that you don't have to live the same way anymore, boy, things will begin to change. And I didn't have to live like one hopeless and scattered. You hear him saying hopeless. Like we said earlier about Hebrews, you know, living hopeless. The world lives hopeless. They don't know where they're going to help, where their help comes from. But I know exactly where my help comes from. It comes from J-E-S-U-S. It comes from G-O-D. Come on, if you know me. Come on. Come on. And this principle of saying really helps shape and mold my life. In fact, it has multiple, multiple times it has saved and set a guard around me and my family. Multiple times. I wish I could say, oh, it was just one or two times. You know how some people, you know, sometimes the Lord does and sometimes he doesn't. You just never know. Yeah. Yo, I know. Yeah. Oh, I know. I know, Shaquita, I know. Yeah. He, he will take care of you. That's right. Come on. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, Lupita, he's on your side. Come on, he's on your side. You know, you don't, you don't have to live sad, depressed, and lonely. That's right. That's right. You can call in the right spouse. Call in the Come right on. job. Come on. Come on. Call a harvest on some of those seeds that you sowed on for the years. That's right. Amen. If things ain't coming forth, it's because you ain't calling it forth. Yeah. Right. Come on. Don't shut me down because I'm preaching real good. Yeah. Now, I've given you, I'm showing you scriptures here. Yeah. Now, you shouldn't be finding what the scripture says because the scriptures are very plain. Yeah. They're very plain to you and I. And your words is, are so important. So important. If you understood how important your words are, you'd be like, whoa, man. Really? You would. You'd be like, whoa. I didn't realize. I didn't realize how important my words were. Let's open our Bibles to Mark chapter 11. And as you're turning there, say this with me. I will learn to cooperate with the Spirit and with what the Scripture says. Well, it's important you say it. 
important you all say this. I'll say, let's say it again. Yeah. Uh, this, this, see, this isn't just for filler. When Pastor Marcus says this, this isn't just for filler. This is so we can learn to get this speaking going. Yeah. It's, it's well, I don't, I don't, people need to hear. No, it's not about people hearing you. It's about you coming in agreement with what the word says. Yeah. Because when you start, that's where the change of heart becomes. So faith, Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing and by the word of God. Yeah. In other words, you ain't going to get faith just by hearing once. Right. That means after you preach this message, you're going to go back online, you're going to re-listen to it. Yeah. You know why? Because that's when change begins. Yeah. You're not going to get everything that I've just spoken all here at one sitting. Yeah. You're going to have to revisit, re-listen, re-get it back in your mouth, start speaking it out. That's because that's how life begins to change. That's where the training comes. Yeah. When you go off for football, there's two weeks of, oh, what is it, hell week. Hell week. They give you hell week. What's a hell week? What are you going to exercise, get back in shape, drop as much weight as you can, get in good conditioning. And then sometimes and sometimes that conditioning carries forward throughout the year. You get up early. It's, they used to call it zero period. You get up early in the morning and lift weights. What are you doing? You're training. What are you, why are you training? Because you need to be strengthened so that you can become great. But see, the greatness and the strength doesn't come with you just sitting from one week of hell week. No, they, they believe that you need to continue on and keep going. Yeah. Right? right. So, and if that's it that way in the natural, how many of you know it's that way in the, in the supernatural? Right. How many of you know the guy wants to put his super on your natural, but he can't if you're not coming in agreement with it? Yeah. That's why when, when you come to church, you've got to believe every time you come to church that you're hearing God speak to you. I'm not hearing Pastor Marcus. I'm hearing God speak through Pastor Marcus. Amen. So let's just say this again. I am coming in agreement with what the Word says. My heart is adjusting to what the Word says. Not my feelings, not my thoughts, or my emotions. For I walk by faith and not by sight. Amen. Amen. Let's open. Are you down there at Mark 11? Mark 11. Mark 11, verse 23 says this. <clears throat> it says, "For verily I say to you that whatsoever whatsoever shall say unto whoso, whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith it shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. Therefore I say to you, what things soever you desire when you pray." Believe that you receive them and you shall have them. We need to focus on the same three times as much. We need to, we think, we think that believing is enough, but it's not enough. Your saying is more, is, is sometimes more important than your believing. Now, believing is a result of, the, of saying, but you'll notice it as you're saying, because of what we said earlier, faith comes by hearing. You hear what you're saying, you start to come in belief, and you start to come in agreement with what the Bible says. Things begin to change. You're no longer, like what we said earlier, hopeless. You're not hopeless. Amen? And if it's not in your mouth, it won't work. If it's not in your heart, it won't work. So your, so your words are very important. Amen? And this is the challenge for you this week. This is the assignment. Read Proverbs 10. That's your assignment this week. I'm going to read Proverbs chapter 10, and I'm going to meditate on Proverbs chapter 10. Why am I going to meditate? Because it talks about your mouth and your tongue, and how much, how much of an impact it has upon your life. Remember how the mouth of two or more witnesses? We're going to give you so many witnesses here, you're going to you'd be like, it'd be foolish. You're just, just, you're just going to be just like, yes, yes, I get that. And then your heart's going to be full. And then you're going to be full of believing. And you're going to start to understand the power that God has already placed on the inside of you. Amen? He has. That's why you have authority. That's where your authority of the believer comes from. That's why you can tell the devil to, come, to, to go. 
Did you know that once you're born again, you can tell a devil to flee, and he he has to he has to listen to you. That's right. He has to listen to you. Right. If you have if you had something that's addictive and it's been getting on your life, you know you can talk to that addiction. You can say, "Addiction, you gotta go. Right. You gotta go." And what starts it has to go. Right. It has to leave. Yes. And you got to talk to and then you spend time just filling up with the word of God and don't worry, don't handle it with your thought life, don't handle it with your words anymore. You say, I thank you, Father, I'm free. And you start getting in the mode of thanksgiving. Once you talk, then you get in the area of thanksgiving. But that's that's for a later teaching. Amen. Amen. Proverbs 18, verse 21 says this. Let's just turn there for 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 uh, for sakes of importance and recognizing the importance of God's word in this particular area. Proverbs chapter 8, verse 21 says this. Read this out loud. Let's read this all out together because it's going to be important that we read this out loud together. Proverbs chapter 18, verse 21. Say amen when you get there. Say death and life are in the power of the tongue. And they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Do you believe that? You better believe it because that's what the Bible says. We just, we just, we, we've gone up, we've gone from, we've gone from, from, from Mark to, to over here in, in, in Romans 10, 18 and Job 22, verse 28. That's, that's already three or four witnesses right there. And then we just gave you Proverbs 10. Then we just gave you Proverbs 18. What are we pointing? We're pointing to, we're, we're pointing to witnesses. We're pointing to the people that talk about your words being important. This is, like I said, this, this, is, this is very vital. The, if it wasn't vital, it wouldn't be mentioned so often. In fact, you'll notice oftentimes that the Bible talks more about how you talk than not. Yeah. About the impacts that your life take as a result of your saying. Come on. Amen. In, in Numbers 13, we see a, a, you see a great example. I'm not going to make you turn it, but you see a great example. Of Kadesh and Barnea. They, they, sent, they, sent out, they sent out size to the, to the promised land. Twelve spies. Only ten came back with an evil report. They came back with an evil report. Oh, we can't take that land. We can't take it. We can't do it. But only two came back with a good report. What's an evil report? An evil report is simply this. One that, that, that contradicts what God has spoken. It contradicts what God has said. It contradicts. The promised land. said, this is the promised land. When they understood that it was a promised land, that means it was there already to begin with. And thank God, Joshua and Caleb says, these people are bred for us. Let us take what God has already given to us at once. But ten spies, but the other tenths gave an evil report. And they wanted to stone Joshua and Caleb because they agreed with God. Imagine that. Two people agreeing with God, the other ten not. It's amazing how important it is, your agreement to the things of God. It's important that you as a person agree with God and not with what you agree on the evil report. Meaning that can't be true. That saying that can't be that can't be true. Well, you've got to come in agreement with what God says, not with what you think. And because they agreed with what because they agreed with the evil report, they spent four not not one of them entered into the promised land. Not one of them entered. Only Joshua and Caleb, only the ones who came in agreement with their words and said, We are well able to possess the land. That the people are bred for us and their defenses have left them. Do you know what I'm saying? The devil has no defense against you. That's right. Oh, tell you what anointing right now that just fell on this house. Boy, I tell you, you just start to understand what you have and what you got. Boy, you start to walk around more like a loaded pistol. There you go. Come on. You, you, you're, you're ready just to shoot your gun. Just get that devil right in the head. Get over on some circumstances. Start walking out some victories. Come on. Amen. Because you're well able to take the land. Yes. 
Your enemy is bright for you. Come on, there's, there's, their defenses are, 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 they have no more defense against you. Come on. Let's open our Bibles to Mark chapter 5, very familiar portion of Scripture. Praise God. We're just walking into more victory. Again, more, another witness. Come on, just another witness. One more witness. Can you handle another more, another one more witness? Come on, Brother Mark wrote this. He says, for, and Mark, verse, uh, Mark, uh, I say verse 24, I may have botched this up a little bit. But uh, Mark chapter 5, verse 28 says this. You, we're going to kind of review this. We've talked a little bit this weekend, this last Wednesday. But here you are. You see the woman with the issue of blood. And she said, for if I may touch his clothes, I shall be made whole. She said, for she said, if I may touch his clothes, I shall be made what? Whole. Where did she get that? She heard about Jesus. She heard about what he was doing. She heard that, that her, her life could change. But she, she, she knew she couldn't be out in the public square. She knew that if she'd been caught doing what she was doing, she probably would be stoned because she would be considered unclean. Yeah. Amen? Amen? For if it when it's not said, you'll... Oh, I wrote something here. here. So I want you to understand that. It's important to understand that, that through that situation that, that she could have been easily put out. But she said, I'm a, I need to get a hold of this man. Come on. So you know salvation works the same way? Mm-hmm. Prayer works that way? That's right. Taking your authority as a believer works this way? That's right. It takes you having to speak. That's right. Come on. In response, Jesus said, after she had laid hold and, and grabbed a hold of it, you know, he sensed the power of God leave him. He, you know, he didn't even ask for the power of God to leave him. Jesus didn't ask for the power of God to leave him. He wasn't expecting the power of God to leave him. He didn't stop and say, you know, someone's going to touch me. He didn't even know it. I would dare say she was pickpocketing. She was a, she was a spiritual pickpocket. She was there to get something she wasn't going to leave without having anything. Yeah. Do you hear what I'm saying? Yeah. It's so important when you start having a relationship that you expect every time you reach in and that you're touching and laying hold of God that you're going to get something. Quit, just quit acting like a hopeless world. Well, I hope I get it. Yeah. No, you're not wishing anymore. Yeah. You're laying hold. You're grabbing and you're possessing all that God has for you. And you're doing it with your words. Yeah. If I could just, if I, when I get up and I pray, I just thank you, Father, I lay heaven, a hold of heaven's ear and it knows. That's right. And the Bible says that when you come, to, you, come to, you come to the Father God, you come in Jesus' name and you pray and he says, I will do it because you have spoken in my son's name. Yes. And then things begin to change. Right. Things begin to happen. That's right. Your situation is not hopeless. That's right. Your situation will change. That's right. Amen? Amen? Come on. Oh, isn't God good? And in response, Jesus said, Daughter, thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace and be whole of thy plague. Come on, what's, his, what's he want to do? He wants to bring you peace and he wants to bring you to wholeness. Nothing, what's wholeness mean? It means nothing broken, nothing missing. Isn't that a good, nothing missing, nothing broken? There's nothing missing or broken, or broken or missing. Yeah. Come on, there's, there's, it's, sort of, it's nothing like you, when you order from Amazon and there's a part missing and you can't use it because there's something missing. Right? No, when God does it, there's nothing missing, nothing broken. That's right. There's wholeness. Hey, there's wholeness. Come on. You, see, you've got to start training yourself when the pastor says, there's wholeness, you respond. Say, there's wholeness. There's wholeness. There's wholeness. Yeah. Start, start being bold about it. Yeah. Be bold about it because you have wholeness. That's right. Come on, we're, we're going to leave here in, in better than we let when, than we came in. That's right. 
Come on, and we're going to glorify God because we got the answers that we need. God didn't just come and bring you to church so you can walk out with no answer. He came so that you can leave with an answer. So you can leave with the right things to say coming out of your mouth. Come on. Did you know that doubt is a negative side of faith? Doubt, doubt is a negative side of faith. It's faith. Doubt is faith, but it's on the negative side. You don't have the positive and the negative. There's a positive that attracts and there's a negative that repels. How many of you know that when you're negative, it repels things away from you? When you talk negatively, it repels. It moves things that should be close to you away from you. Wow. How powerful is that? If we could just learn to get on the other side of what we say. If we could learn to get on the other side of how we talk. If we could learn to get on the other side of how we think. Or how, how much we think of how we think. Sometimes we just think too highly of what, how, what we think and how we think. We get so educated or educated, so confused or so dumbfounded. Sometimes we don't know what we're doing. We don't know between up and down. But the word sets the things astray. It makes right. things alive. It, 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 it gives something new on the inside of that you knew it needed. Yeah. How many of you know the spirit of a man is a candle of the Lord? That's right. What does that mean? If you let God grab a hold of your spirit, he will light your fire. And he will help direct your path. Right. And he will show you how to speak, right. when to speak, and what to speak. Right. You won't wake up in the morning with grumpy pants. You know what I mean? You just got to wake up in the morning and you just got to be in a bad mood. Right? No, because you, you know now, you know now you don't have to wake up that way anymore. Right. In fact, you know that you can be tenderhearted when you speak all the time. Yeah. And not blame it because you're tired or, or, you're, or you're not feeling well. Come on, don't, just, don't be just acting grumpy just because you're tired and not feeling well. Yeah. Or because you had a bad day at work. Because yeah. we all have we all have bad days at work, amen? Yeah. Come on, we all, we all can go through stuff. Yeah. But not you. Yeah. But not you, you can respond better. That's right. Now, I'm not saying you can't have problems, but I'm saying you know you can know how to respond. That's right. And you can say, thank you, Heavenly Father, I'm getting the other side of this. Right. I'm going to be on top of this situation. I'm going to learn how to say right words. I thank you, Father, that I am no longer emotionally moved by the circumstances of life. You know, if you respond emotionally, things you're just going to get back emotionalness back. Your your situation will just grow worse. It it will it will never get any better. So when we get into faith to believe what we shall what we shall say, we'll get it from His Word. They got faith by hearing and hearing by the Word. And responded to what he has spoken. <clears throat> faith comes by hearing, remember? Yeah. Romans 10 says, Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Faith goes, and also faith worketh by love. Yeah. A quick reminder yeah. it works by love. You've got to walk in love. You want your faith to work? You've got to walk in love. Therefore, if you're speaking emotionally in a negative connotation or saying things you shouldn't say, your faith won't work. It doesn't matter how much speaking you're saying if you're if you're constantly tearing down. You know, here the Bible talks about a about a, a foolish woman who who builds who tears her own home down. How many of you know as a person or, or, or any man or woman, you can tear what you've what you're trying what God is trying to do in your life, tear it down through your negative responses towards others. And it's a powerful thing to, and, a, and a horrible lesson to learn when you're tearing what God is trying to work in your life. It's like you're working against what God is trying to pour in your life. And God cannot override what he's trying to do in your life. There's a story that, uh, where Brother Hagin talks about this a little bit. He talks about how when he's speaking to this demon that was getting, trying to get in between him and his conversation between the Lord. 
he said to the Lord, that every time he tried to speak to the Lord, the devil would come up and say, yakety 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 yak. Yakety yak, yakety yak. And finally, he got so frustrated because he could hear the Lord trying to tell him something. And he said, oh, finally, he just had it. He said, devil, you shut your mouth. Or he took his authority over the devil, and the devil just fell down and whimpering. And as this demon fell down and it was whimpering, he said, God, why did he told Jesus, why didn't you take care of that? And he says, I couldn't. He goes, wait a minute. He goes, I'm not hearing. What do you mean you couldn't? He goes, I couldn't. He goes, well, he said, well, maybe my hearing's right. What do you mean you couldn't? You, he goes, you, you, you should have been able. He goes, no, I couldn't because you needed to take your authority over that. Yeah. And how do you take your authority? You've got to open your mouth. You've got to speak unto that mountain. You've got to say unto that mountain, be thou removed. Yes. What's a mountain? It's a barrier. Yeah. Well, the mountain is a barrier. It's, it's, it's something that keeps you from receiving. Yeah. And here's a simple thing that I want to remind you and bring you back to. He says that whosoever shall say, whosoever, you're a whosoever. Another means you don't have to be an apostle. Right. You, all you are is you're simply a disciple of the Lord. If you're, if you're born again, you're just a disciple of Jesus. Right. We are all disciples. Yeah. That means that qualifies you. Yeah. He, didn't just, he didn't just leave this to those who were in church leadership. He didn't just put this in those on the deacons, hands of the deacons. No, he said, whosoever. That means we are all qualified to say unto this mountain, right. be thou removed. That's right. Say, I am, I am qualified, qualified to speak unto that mountain. Speak to the mountain. So, mountain, so mountain, you go. You go. Mountain, of situations, mountain of situations, you go. You go. Lord, Lord, I come in agreement with you prospering me. Let that river of blessing flow. Come on, amen. Boy, isn't God helping us this morning? I tell you, we, we, we've got so much to look forward to, so much to be grateful for. Now, this, like we, I said earlier, this is saying Sunday, because it's saying Sunday, we're going to do something. And if, and if, you're, if you haven't received this, um, how many of you know I just want to just call to your remembrance? We have what's called a saying list. Now, if you don't have a saying list and you would like to have a saying list, let me, or you, you, you don't have one, let me encourage you to, to just raise your hand and get one of these things. We're out of them. Are you serious? We have two extra ones. So we'll give one to them. Do you guys, would you guys like the same list? Okay, give one to them. So we want to make sure that, no, well, hold on, hold on. We'll give you one later. Tom, give one to the, give one to the very back and one over here to the very side right here, this, this young couple who God is moving upon. Amen. And don't worry, we'll print some more up. We'll get you some more. And then what here is important is your saying list. Like my personal saying list, there's some personal items on there that I won't read to you because they're personal. <laughs> but we also have what's called a church saying list. Yeah. And how many of you got, do we pass these out yet? If you want one, you can raise your hand. We'll give you a copy of the church saying list. <laughs> now it's important to understand what this church is believing for. And where we're going. We're not staying here very much longer. I believe that we're not staying here much longer. That God has lands for us. Buildings. Amen. So we have a prayer list of what we're believing the Lord for. You just go over and just keep it on your fridge. We, 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 this is our prayer list as a, as a. And here you'll notice our, it talks about our praise reports. We're going to do better on salvations this year. Eight adults saved wasn't good enough. Three children saved wasn't good enough. New nursery equipment, play yards, mats, portable, terrible tables, and bouncy seats. 
We got praise. We got pro presenter programs for praise and worship. Two 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 line lap, or two lapel uh, for, for for videographies, lighting for videos, camera stand, new two new mics. I mean, we're we're, we're adding more equipment day by day. Amen. <clears throat> and there's more that we're um, we'll talk more about that in the future, and we'll we'll pretend to present a slide about what we're going to do media wise. But it's it's going to be there. But <coughs> excuse me. But over here, um, your saying list is so important. Right now, what I'm believing for right now personally, I'm believing for the church land. Now on the other side, I have stuff for my family that I'm believing for. But we're also believing for our building. My personal two items. Actually, last four personal items. <laughs> Things that God is God, where God is helping me, I wrote them down. I wrote number one, listen to my wife. I'm very, very, very frank. You know, when I, I, the Lord dealt with me strongly. He says, you need, she helped me one day, and she helped me really well. And I said, you know, I just want to say I repent. Thanks for helping me. I, and please forgive me for, for, not help, for not listening to you. Amen. Got real quiet when I said that. <laughs> Come on. And there's another thing I'm working on, having a soft answer. Having a soft answer. Having sweet lips all the time. What you talking about, one? Sorry, sorry, I didn't mean to say that. <laughs> well, why? Because those things are important. Those things, how we talk, are important. If God points them out to me, he's also pointing them out to you. See, I don't just preach to you what I want to hear for myself. I preach what we all need to hear. Amen? And then what you do is, you're, we're gonna, even if you haven't filled it out yet, we're going to pray over these lists. Because the Bible says, where two or more come in agreement, it shall be done. So where does that come from? That comes from the Bible. And we're here corporately. And so you have your little green card. You can, and if you haven't written up, just by faith, believe that you're going to be able to fill it out later on and start putting stuff on it. But you hold that up and say, Dear Heavenly Father, I have what I say. It shall come to pass. It will work in my life. I'm not hopeless. I have got full of hope. I'm full of faith. And I'm living for the Lord. Amen. Amen. Come on, I'm telling you, these things make a difference. I mean, we've had, we have received so many testimonies over the years. So, many of you, you come here because you know that we, this has happened so often that a lot has come to pass. Some of you are going to believe in God for homes. Some of you have never home, had a home. Some of you may have lost a home, but God says, don't worry, I'm going to turn your situation around. I'm going to get you back into a home. Did you hear what I'm saying? It, it matters. It matters because we're connected. If, if one of you hurts, we all hurt. Yeah. Amen. If one of you cries, we all cry. And, and well, not feel, not 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 feel, uh, uh, that's figurative. But what, what we mean by that is is that we we have compassion on where you're at, yeah. and we know that your situation is going to change. That's right. We know wherever, however you came in, you're going to leave different. Because that's, right. that's what we do. We, we're a faith church. Say, I'm a faith person. I'm a faith person and a faith church. Come on. Come on, God's doing some good things in you. Did you pray over that list? You know, there's an anointing. I feel a sense of strong anointing on here this morning for certain things that God is trying to get you over, over on this morning. So I want to pray in the Holy Ghost for a few seconds because I believe there's something more that God has for you and I. And we don't want to ever just push away from the table because the Bible says He sets a table before us. And therefore, if there's something on the table, we surely don't want to leave the breakfast table without getting all that He has for you and I. Amen. 
So let's take a moment. Let's just all pray in the Holy Ghost. She come on, mama, mama, see, see. You know, the praying on the Holy Ghost is not just one time occurrence. It's a lifestyle. We just do it continually. She come on, mama, 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 see, 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 with every eye closed and head bowed every eye closed and head bowed and you say pastor I need help I need help with my body if that's you would you raise your hand just raise your hand with where you're at say I need help with my body I need help with some healing in my body my body's been going through is that you just raise your hand where you're at will she come up I see that one hand up there I see those two hands right there she come up I need help with my body I see that hand up there now, if you would like to come up here and prepare, I will lay hands on you and we will believe for your healing. The Bible says lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Amen. We believe that here, that if we lay hands on you, you will recover. In fact, it's not just believing. We know you will recover. So if that's you and you want uh, hands laid on you, come on up. Well, those of you raise your hand, come up and up and I'm going to pray. Lay my hands on upon your head and come in agreement with your healing that God is touching your body physically so that you don't have to leave here sick. So come on up. Those of you rose your hands.